0: Welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time, welcome. Uh, Here at Healthy Perspectives, we love talking about difficult cultural topics, and we always bring a clinical lens to it. So that's what you're going to get. What I uh, hope to do today is, uh, you know, we're going to try to keep the momentum going on this particular segment. This segment is called Questions for Jeremiah. And we have, we have a few to choose from this week. Uh, yeah, I, I would love more participation, but I am super excited for those of you who are participating. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Uh, love getting the questions directly from you. Uh, definitely, it's really, really cool. So keep them coming. And uh, any question, you know, if you have a, you you think it's a dumb question, ask it anyway because chances are somebody else out there has the same question or something similar, and we can address it right here. As always, I will not be uh, announcing names. Uh, You know, maybe at some point I'll I'll say, hey, this one's out of, and give you a location or something like that. Um, But for the purpose of confidentiality and because I am not your therapist, even if you send me a question, uh, I'm assuming I. I am not your therapist, and so I, I want to make sure that I answer the general gist of it, but not necessarily uh, giving you specific recommendations from where I sit. I don't have enough details about your life, so it would be, uh, it would be unreasonable to think that I could, I could somehow miraculously give you all the answers that you need. With that all being said, as my little disclaimers, uh, I'm going to move into it. So today's question. Uh, this is kind of a funny one, okay, so I really narrowed it down to two that I wanted to pick from and i 'm going to pick one of these two right here on the spot and i, I got to tell you i 'm going to go with the one that makes me chuckle uh, it was it was along these lines why do counselors think they know how to solve my problems? I actually think that 's a genius question you know there's there's a lot behind that so let 's start with the punchline. Any counselor that thinks they can solve your problems, they're an idiot. Don't go to them. Like, don't. At the end of the day, we cannot solve your problems. It's your life. You have to live it. Okay, so that's the punchline. Now, let me tell you how I get there, all right? First, the expert of your world is not me or the counselor that you're working with. We are just not the expert in your world. To assume that we understand everything about your past, present, future, hopes, and fears. Like, can't do it. Cannot do it. So, if I were to assume that, you know, I I know better than you do about your world, uh, that would be a a huge mistake. Now, there's two things that come up here for me. One is blind spots. And number two is projecting confidence. Look, as a counselor, one of the things that's really important for me to do is to project confidence. Not because I'm trying to fool you or fool myself, but because I know what I know and I know that I don't know at all. So when I know something, to project that confidently is really important in the relationship. Like, think about this. If you have a friend and your friend is an expert in a particular area, let's say they are experts with RC cars, they get, like, they're just awesome. And they can race these RC cars like nobody's business. They can build them from, you know, every, every little part, they just get it. And you go to them and you ask them a question about RC cars. And they go, well, I don't know. I mean I mean uh look like even though they're one of the best in the world with RC cars do you believe them? Of course not. So when we know what we know it's really important that we project that with confidence because it exudes uh, a a a a believability out of us. And What are we, if not believable, in our relationship or our recommendations? Now, why do I keep saying recommendations instead of advice? Because a question like this, why do counselors think they know how to solve my problems? Well, I can project confidence and make recommendations. but recommendations are just that. If I make a recommendation and it's dumb, don't do it. If you go to a counselor and they say, look, if you don't do this, don't bother coming back. Honestly, and for those of you who are watching on Rumble or YouTube, you just saw me like, huh? Uh, they, the facial expressions, I know I was very expressive in that moment. You know. It's, that's, I, I, I wouldn't say that that's a good idea. Now, there are boundaries a, a counselor can set for sure but to assume we know better than the client is a problem. Now, this brings up the second point, okay? The second point is blind spots. There are going to be times where a friend, a family member, a counselor is going to see a blind spot. Something you cannot see. Now, in that particular area, it would be unwise for you to dismiss the feedback just because you can't see it. Now, is everything a a blind spot? No, of course not. But let's talk about the feedback when it comes to blind spots. Feedback, obviously, this is something I've covered in depth in other podcasts. But in answer to this question, Look, if I give you feedback, your sole responsibility, the moment that I, as a counselor, provide feedback to you, is to ask yourself one question Does it fit? That's how we uncover our blind spots. Somebody tells us or shows us, or, you know, we have an experience that exposes it. And then we ask ourselves, does this fit? Has this been something that's been going on? Is there a pattern here? Because what often happens is we create patterns of behavior. And in the wake of those patterns are these little blind spots, these areas where we cannot see whether it's real, not real, whether it's happening, not happening. We have these blind spots. And if somebody is willing to go be bold, brave, courageous in your, their relationship with you, whether it's a counselor, a friend, a family member, and they tell you, they highlight a potential blind spot, they give you feedback. They're willing to give you feedback, even if they're not the best at giving the feedback. If it doesn't come across super fantastic and amazing, because let's be real. Most people are not amazing at giving good feedback. They may be too harsh. They may be too gentle. They may tiptoe around it. They may be too direct. There's all these things that can go wrong in the feedback realm. But anybody who's willing to give you feedback, whether they like you or don't like you, that is a gift. Your only job is to ask, does it fit? If somebody you don't like says you are really not very punctual your question is does it fit wow you and your spouse you hmm that's a head scratcher because you don't seem like you love each other does that fit are you doing things that express love to your partner Or are they expressing it in return or back? Or maybe they're the ones expressing it and you're not. Like you got to ask these questions. Does that feedback fit? And if it does, well, then you have to ask the next question, which is, what am I going to do about that? Is that something I like about me or don't like about me? Something I should change or keep in my life? So that's the way that works. So when we go back to that question, why do counselors think they know how to solve my problems, I'm going to give you some examples of where they might have some knowledge and experience that would benefit you greatly. If you have, say, an addiction and you go to somebody who is skilled and had training and practice at working with people who have addiction, what they can do is walk you through the growth process that's specific to that issue. If you have trauma, they can walk you through the process that is specific to that issue. Now, are there lots of processes that work in all these different uh, areas? Absolutely. If you've got depression, there's certain things that work. And there's certain things that don't work very well. I cannot will you out of depression. Just like most likely you cannot will yourself out of depression. You can behave your way oftentimes out of depression. See, now a counselor is going to know what I mean when I say that. You are going to be like, well, I mean, I just got to get stronger and then it's not an issue. Maybe, but not likely when it comes to something like depression because motivation is low, right? So counselors are not just taught about these uh, issues, these mental health issues that come up. They're taught how to approach them because if I approach somebody who's got trauma as if it's, you know, it's an addiction issue, then I'm going to mistreat the problem. So when it comes to the treatment process, counselors will often know how this tends to unfold. That doesn't take into consideration your uniqueness. And yes, a good counselor is going to consider your uniqueness within the treatment model, but they're going to have an idea of how the healing process generally occurs. That's a good thing. We want that to be the case. So, I'll give you an example. Why do I'm going to change the word for you. Why do surgeons think they know how to solve my problems? It's because they've experienced those problems before. So, initially, young, early early in their career counselors they may struggle a little bit more. They may have all the right skill set. They may have all the right training, but not necessarily the, uh, the correct amount of practice. That's why, for those of you who don't know, counselors, when they first start off, have to have supervision. There is a counselor behind that counselor that is helping them navigate those challenges that they're experiencing for the first times. So if you said, why do surgeons think they know how to solve the problem? It becomes a little clearer because they're, they have expertise in that healing process that's specific to that issue. Counselors of course have more diverse trainings, uh, when it comes to like, we uh, we're not, well, that's not true. Some counselors really do specify and get very, very niche. They go to one specific thing. Uh, we often see this with uh, you know, sexual uh, dysfunction counselors. They just go straight to that, and that is like 90% of their clientele. That doesn't mean that they're, the, they're going to be the best sex therapist you could find. Um, we also see it with addictions counseling. People, you know, in the profession, they tend to go toward that and then they stay specifically in that, which to be honest, in that particular area, there's some advantages to being in it all the time. There's connections, uh, connections to the courts, to the AA groups, to the NA groups, to the uh, urinalysis assessments, uh, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, there's benefits to go in niche but there's also detriments to it, right? You might be able to, to look at that and go, well, mm, what if I have you know, dual diagnosis? What if I have an addiction and some trauma? Well, that addiction counselor just might say, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to send you over here to get that trauma treatment. and because what they're telling you is, I don't know how to solve that particular problem. So that's one of the downfalls there. But the truth is, counselor can't really solve your problems no matter what you have. We know how the typical healing process works for that particular diagnosis. Absolutely. But we have to weave the uniqueness of you into the healing process in a way that's going to be effective for you. So if you have been to a counselor and you haven't had a great experience here's what I would I recommend this this is this is what I recommend to people shop around when you don't have any significant problems you're going to find somebody that you connect with just at a human level just at a a, a relational level and then when you run into problems You've got somebody who already knows you and understands a little bit about you and your life, your hopes and your fears for tomorrow, your your regrets and your worries, your past and your future. And they're going to be more likely to make solid recommendations. Now, many of you out there are probably already past that point. You've already got things going on, so just get started. And if you find out that you're not connecting with your counselor or you, you think that they, they, they believe they know what's best for you in every situation always, move on. Like the market will fix that, right? Because a counselor that can't find clients doesn't have a job for very long. So just move on. When you find a good counselor, hold on to them. That's what I would recommend there. So why do counselors think they know how to solve your problems? I don't think they do. And if they do, you probably should move on. I think they know blind spots. They know how to you know, give feedback. Uh, they, they know how to be honest. And they are going to project confidence. It's your job to push back and say, mm, I'm not so sure. And then explain why that gives them new information. I hope this was helpful. Uh, I appreciate you joining me for this uh, Questions for Jeremiah segment. It goes where it goes. I honestly didn't plan this one out. I, I, I wrote down a couple of the questions that I got, came in here, and I just went with it. So hopefully this was good, useful, and it, it flowed in a way that was helpful. Uh, if, you, if you wanna submit questions, please email us. All the links are in the, in the podcast uh, description. You can always access that. You can, you can submit your questions on Facebook, on, you know, anywhere you can find us, Twitter, on LinkedIn, feel free, submit a question and who knows, we might, we might just pick your question. Thanks for joining us and have a good one. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.